Uh, we're going to be discussing contemporary issues through the lens of the Torah. 30 minutes, commercial free. We're going to take calls later on in the show. The call-in number is 718-303-9090. That's 718-303-9090. Now this week, the whole world is discussing the um, idea that um, our president-elect and the prime minister and politicians in Israel have to move the American embassy to Jerusalem. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu had said about a year ago, quote, um, Jerusalem historically is the only capital of the Jewish people, and so it will remain. We need to tell the truth without fear, said Netanyahu. This, Jerusalem, is where we began our path as a nation. This is our home, and this is where we will stay. He said that Jerusalem is the official capital of the Jewish people. Netanyahu was not the first person to say this. Uh, Ariel Sharon was the first prime minister to say this, that Jerusalem is the capital, not merely the state of Israel, of the Jewish people. And Sharon, followed by Trump, excuse me, followed by Netanyahu, was followed by President-elect Donald Trump, who said, quote, that Jerusalem is the eternal capital of the Jewish people for over 3,000 years. That was in the Huffington Post, during his campaign. Now, this is a very odd statement, because, first of all, the Jewish people don't have a capital. A capital is a political concept that is the center of a country. It has the government offices, um, and it, it's, it's the center of attention in a country. It's a political concept. The Jewish people don't have a capital. We're not a country. We don't have a country. We're, we're, we're a people. It's like saying the capital of the left-handed people or the capital of the black-haired people. True, Yushalayim is your HaKodesh, but that doesn't make it our capital. A capital is a purely political idea. In addition, uh, America wants to send an ambassador not to the Jewish people, but to the state of Israel. So even if we were to pretend that Jerusalem is the capital of the Jewish people. Why is the Israeli ambassador concerned about what the capital of the Jewish people is? Let him be concerned about what the capital of the state of Israel is. Now, in order to understand this odd statement, we need to take a step back and, and to continue the discussion we've been having beginning last week, about the nature of the state of Israel and how they look at the Jewish people and how they look at themselves. This idea that the Jewish people have a capital is part of Zionist ideology. Zionism, as we mentioned last week, is the idea that the Jewish people are not a religion, but rather they're a nationality or a race. Or, they, or, or even if they're a, an ethnicity, but um, we're not just a religion. This is a redefining of Jewish identity. Uh, Judaism, Jewish people we know, were those people that were created when Hashem gave the Torah to us on Mount Sinai. Hayom hazeni According to the Zionists, this is not what a Jewish person is. 
Jewish people as some kind of ethnicity. And as Benjamin Netanyahu said, the Jewish people began their existence when they came into Eretz Yisrael. In fact, it wasn't Benjamin Netanyahu that invented that concept. This concept is enshrined in the State of Israel's Declaration of Independence. It says, here we became a people. It's completely false. We became a people at Har Sinai. And I seem to recall a nation coming out of Mitzrayim, um, coming to Har Sinai, becoming a nation, and then later we went into Eretz Yisrael. But the Zionist idea is that the Torah is wrong, Judaism is wrong, the Jewish people are not merely united by neshama, they're not merely united by spiritual factors, but rather they're a nation, kechol hagoyim. This we will call the nationalization of the Jewish people. That was step one to Zionism. We want to make the Jewish people into a political entity rather than a spiritual entity. Part two, let's pretend that the Jewish people are nationality or or ethnicity or race or what have you. Part two is, even if we pretend that the Jewish people are nationality, who says the state of Israel is their country? Part two of Zionism was after we nationalize the Jewish people, we're now going to consider the state of Israel the nation state of the Jewish people. This second part of Zionism is not only against the Torah, but it's against all logic. And in fact, it's unethical as well. Consider. The United States of America was created because the people in the colonies decided to break off from Britain, and those people who decided uh, on self-determination became the citizens of the United States of America. That's not what happened with Israel. With Israel, you have some people in the Middle East who decided they want to make a country. They want to make a country called the State of Israel. But not only did they make the country and the residents of that country, the people that wanted the self-determination, became the citizens of the country. For some reason, when they created a country in the Middle East, I, in the United States of America, or my father in Poland, or my mother's families from England, somehow that country in the Middle East became their country as well. In other words... I'm born in America, and I'm born as a Jew. And for some reason, Benjamin Netanyahu, uh, his country, the state of Israel, somehow, when, when they created it in 1948, somehow became my country. How in the world did the state of Israel in, in the Middle East become my country? Well, they claimed to represent all the Jews. Zionism is defined repeatedly by Zionists as the national liberation movement of the Jewish people. This is an untruth. This is a lie. Zionism was not the national liberation movement of the Jewish people. It was the national liberation movement of the Zionists. The Jewish people had nothing to do with it. Only a subset of them, the Zionists, did. In fact, most of the Jews in those days, the vast majority, were not Zionists. And there are many Jews that said they have no interest in creating a state of Israel, and even those that did made it clear to David Ben-Gurion, the first prime minister, that they don't want the state of Israel to be considered the state of all the Jewish people. And Ben-Gurion actually agreed. There was a man by the name of Jacob Blaustein who made a deal with David Ben-Gurion. Uh, there, there were the powerful Jewish uh, Zionist organizations in America made a deal with Ben-Gurion uh, that Ben-Gurion agreed to, that they're going to support Israel if Ben-Gurion agrees that Israel never claims 
to represent the Jewish people. Israel is only a state of its citizens and not the state of the, the Jews all over the world. The reason the Jews all over the world did not want Israel to represent them is because having a country in the Middle East represent the Jews all over the world is enormously dangerous for the Jews all over the world. Number one, it casts the Jews all over the world as dual, dually loyal. If I have a country, my country is really Israel and not the United States of America, so then if there's a conflict, uh, a political conflict between the United States and Israel, as a Jew, who do I owe my loyalty to? The Jews in America did not want to be in that position. They had nothing to gain by having Israel claim to be their, their state. Israel agreed, Ben-Gurion agreed, that Israel is not going to be the nation-state of the Jewish people. It's going to be just the nation-state of the citizens of the state of Israel. Now, Ben-Gurion reneged on his agreement. He betrayed Jacob Blaustein and the Jewish uh, organization several times, as did uh, other Israeli prime ministers such as Golda Meir and, and other politicians such as Moshe Dayan. They, the Jews did not want Israel to represent them, but Israel insisted on doing it anyway. In fact, Israel decided in the, the Jerusalem program that uh, part of Jewish identity is that Israel, the state of Israel, is going to be central to it. The state of Israel, or Zionism, is not merely a country. It's an ideology. And although many people would like to think that it's only a country and a safe haven, so to speak, for Jews if they ever need it, that's mamish not true. Is Zionism is an ideology. It's an ideology that makes claims about the Jewish people. Number one, that they are nationality. And number two, that Israel is their nation state. And it demands that the Jewish people agree to those claims as well. Because any Jew today in the world that doesn't agree that Israel is the nation state of the Jews is considered a traitor to the Jewish people. Israel has become the representative of the Jewish people all over the world. Benjamin Netanyahu came to Congress uh, not long ago claiming to represent all the Jews. Benjamin Netanyahu went to Paris telling the Jews over there that Israel is their home. He went to Denmark claiming, telling the Jews over there that Israel is their home. Now the Jews in pa- Paris and Denmark objected to Netanyahu's statements, and they said that Netanyahu was increasing anti-Semitism, which of course he was. But the ideology of Zionism says that the state of Israel is an identity of the Jewish people. It's an identity. If the Jews are not a religion, then how do you define a Jewish person? According to the State of Israel, the State of Israel gets to decide who's a Jew. They actually have laws which contradict the Torah. According to the State of Israel, um, a Jew that converts to another religion that practices Christianity, for example, is not considered a Jew anymore regarding the law of return. There were two cases in Israel. One of a brother Daniel, uh, a priest, and another one, a guy by the name of Shalit. 
And that's the Pesach of the State of Israel. An atheist can be a Jew, according to Israel, but a somebody who practices Christianity cannot. The purpose of creating a new identity by the State of Israel was to change the values that the Jewish people had. The goal and ultimate objective, the end game of Zionism, was to change the hashkafas of the Jewish people. The Jewish people, to begin with, had a certain set of ideas that the Zionists didn't like. They considered them ugly and actually disgusting. In particular, number one, the Jewish people were the way they related to the non-Jewish, uh, the non-Jewish uh, nations is in a pacifist way. The Jewish people were not warriors. The Jewish people uh, didn't rise up even to defend themselves. The Jewish people, we have a, a Messiah, we have a Torah, we have halachas that tell us that we're not allowed to uh, fight against the nations when we're in Golos. This the Zionists considered ugly and cowardly, and actually even feminine they mentioned. But more than anything else, ugly. They were ashamed of the Jewish people. They also didn't like the goals of the Jewish people. The goals of the Jewish people were not the same as the goals of the non-Jewish world. The Jews never aspired to win Nobel Prizes. They never aspired to um, uh, excel in sports. They never aspired to what the Zionists referred to then as be part of history. The Jews just wanted to study Torah. The Zionists thought that this was horribly disgusting. They looked down on the Jews with the same uh, antipathy that the anti-Semites did. And they would have become Goyim, but the Goyim persecuted them. So what they decided to do was uh, create Zionism, which was a social engineering project, to change the Jews and their Hashkafas and Tegum. The way they were going to do it was to first create a national Jewish people, uh, create a state of Israel that will be the center uh, of them. And once the Jewish people relate to Israel as their own nation state, so then they're going to change their goals. They're going to want Nobel Prizes. They're going to want sports teams. They're going to want to win the Eurovision contests. They're going to want to write songs. They're going to want international fame. And slowly they will drop the Jewish values and uh, adopt non-Jewish values. And this was the uh, three-step Zionist goal, nationalization, Two, centralization, to make Israel the nation-state of the Jewish people. And three, transformation. One of the Hashgothic changes was the va- to change the value and the concept of Eretz Yisrael and Yushalayim to the Jewish people. To the Jewish people before the Zionists came, Eretz Yisrael and Yushalayim was, were holy places. They were just tools to serve Hashem. Eretz Yisrael was never the nation-state of the Jewish people. We don't have a nation-state, we're a religion. It was a holy place, like a synagogue. Eretz Yisrael was a giant synagogue. Yushalayim was the center of the synagogue, the Kodesh HaKadoshim. Then comes Zionism and said, no, Eretz Yisrael is a homeland. Eretz Yisrael is, well, you could look it up in the Israel's website, Avigdor Lieberman uh, describes it thus, as Israel is to the Jews, what Japan is to the Japanese, and what France is to the French. Now, part of this is creating a capital for the Jewish people. Jerusalem became not a place of Kedusha, but rather a political capital. 
the politicization of the Jewish people involved the changing of what Yushalayim means to us. And so we have Benjamin Netanyahu um, claiming that Israel was the capital of the Jewish people, a political capital, but it's not, according to the Jewish religion, to think that the Jewish people are a nation is Mamash Avoy That's how severe it is. We said this last week, Rebbe Chonan says it, Rebbe Ruvain says it, everybody says it, there's nobody that disagrees. Claiming that the Jewish people are a nationality is Mamash idolatry. It's In and of itself, it's a belief that's considered a physicalizing the Jewish religion. If a guy believes that God has a nose, it's Avoy Dezor. If, if they believe that the Jewish people are a nationality, we have a, a nation state, it's the same Avoy Dezor. Now, um, we're going to open up the phone lines. Uh, now, 718-303-9090. The phone number is 718-303-9090. This idea that the Zionists have is enormously dangerous for the Jews. And I want to explain the claim that the Zionists make. Zionist nationalism, as they call it, is not a normal nationalism. There are various different types of nationalism. Let's say we'll take all the way on the left of the people that don't even believe in nationalism. Uh, it's not a type of that's like an anti-nationalism. They don't believe in nations, nations without borders. Then as you go further down the nationalist line, uh, you have a nation which is kind of like a corporation. Um, nations are a bunch of people in, in one under one government who all contribute to the government, and in return they get benefits, like a corporation. Uh, Google or the American Automobile Association, you have a bunch of people that contribute to the organization, and, and the organization benefits them. Uh, a corporation is not going to give benefits to people who are not employees, and governments are not going to give benefits to people who are not their citizens and not their nationals. And that's fine. The nation serves the people in the same way that the corporation serves its uh, employees. But then as you get further and further down the idealistic, romantic, uh, ethnic, uh, organic, nationalist uh, uh, scale, you, you find people thinking that, that nations are actual, actual things, uh, that, that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, that it's not merely that the nation serves, the, serves its citizens, but the citizens actually comprise a nation in the same way that, let's say, cells comprise a person. And just like cells are, are uh, expendable to save the person, and it's not even, they don't even have an individual identity, the cells. Their core identity is how they relate to the, the state. And you have na- nationalisms that believe that all the people are just cells and the state is the actual unit. They believe the country is an actual real thing. Israeli nationalism, Zionist nationalism, takes this nationalism even further than that. Ben-Gurion said that Israel is the embodiment of the Jewish people themselves, meaning that, well, the case was that um, Germany offered... uh, reparations money uh, for the crimes they committed in the Holocaust. And there are those that told Ben-Gurion not to take it 
because it's is bizarreness for the Holocaust victims. Ben Gurion said that whatever is in the interest of the state of Israel is what the Holocaust victims would want. He called this ideology mamlachtiyut, which meant that the state became an actual ism. It became an ideology. The interests of the Jewish people were not served by the state, but they actually were embodied by the state. According to Zionist ideology, and it was adopted not merely by Ben-Gurion, Israel is the embodiment of the Jewish people. The interests of the Jewish people translate to the interests of the state of Israel. Such that, for example, um, Yair Lapid said that they, they asked him if it's possible to be anti-Zionist but not anti-Semitic. He says, no, it's not. Why? Quote, Israel is the embodiment of the Jewish spirit. Meaning, if somebody is against Israel, by definition they are against the Jewish people. The identity of the Jewish people is subsumed in the identity of the state of Israel. Uh, on the other hand, you have um, Rabbi Herschel Schechter, that was influenced by the Zionist ideology, as were all the religious Zionists, and he Paskins, that the state of Israel is allowed to go to war to save land because the nation-state, the state of Israel, is what makes the Jewish people a people. And without the state of Israel, the Jewish people are dead. Not that they're going to die because they won't have safe place. But without the nation-state, there is no people. And without the state of Israel, there is no Klal Yisrael. And therefore, just like you're allowed to save, uh, cut off a branch to save a tree, you're allowed to kill people in order to save the state of Israel. This is the Zionist ideology that when, the, when people tell you that uh, Jerusalem is the capital of the Jewish people, what they mean is, it's my capital, I'm an American citizen, it's the capital of uh, Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. We don't live in Israel, we have nothing to do with it, but Israel is the embodiment of the Jewish people. This is complete Avodah Now, if uh, we have a caller on line five, Julie, let's take it. Hi. Julie, you're on the air. Hi. Um, you know, you sound very anti-Israel. Yes, Jerusalem, are you a leftist, a George Soros leftist progressive Democrat that hates Israel? The entire Democrat Party is anti-Semitic, now anti-Israel. They all voted for the Iran deal, except for Chuck Schumer. But uh, <clears throat> this is really, and you called Netanyahu spreading anti-Semitism. The left hates Jews and hates Israel. The left here is the Democrat Party. That's why we voted for Donald Trump. And we, yes, the capital of Israel is Jerusalem, where the embassy will be. The capital of Jewish people, Julie, is the capital of Jewish people, Israel. Jerusalem. The yes. Jewish people. How could the Jewish people have a capital? We're not a country. Explain that to capital me, Capital of Israel. No, no, I mean, no, no. You no, hate but, Israel. Wait, wait, you're, you're a self-hating Jew. One you're second. the George Soros Jew-hating, Obama-hating, Hillary Clinton Democrat. They hate Jews. Actually, um, I have... I'm a Republican, but thank you, Julie. You see, this is, ex thank you, Julie, for demonstrating exactly what I said. 
If somebody doesn't want to accept Jerusalem as the capital of the Jewish people, they're a self-hating Jew, they're anti-Semites, they're all of this. This is what the Zionists do. They bully people and slander people into trying to agree with what they say. Zionism is not an intellectual system. It never was. If you want to know why Jews buy into this, so it starts with Theodore Herzl. Herzl said, you know, Herzl was not the first Zionist. There was Zionists way before Herzl, um, Moses Hess, and, and, and plenty. Herzl actually ran the operations. He, he got it off the ground and actually took Zionism, which was a theoretical idea that was discussed in, in, in cafes, and actually got it off the ground. And what he did was he said, forget about this intellectual stuff. You want people to follow you? Get symbols, get a flag. People will die for a flag. Make it emotional, symbolism. Forget substance. Uh, people will die for flags and for concepts and things like that. Make it emotional. And, and there's no intellectual basis to Zionism. And, and even later, uh, Harry Truman in 1959, when he was trying to uh, make peace between the, the uh, Zionists and the Arabs in, in Palestine, then he said, he wrote a letter, you can find it, it's all over, uh, that the Arabs are so unreasonable and the Jews are so emotional that you can't even talk to them. Um, now, nowadays, it's the same thing. If you go to uh, a publication, which I have right in front of me now, by the Israel Project, it's a Hasbara manual. It's called the Israel Project's 2009 Global Language Dictionary, which was written by um, Frank Luntz, by the way, who, who is a, a Republican. On page 100, turn to page 100, it explains over there why Zionists always lose arguments. Last week we mentioned how, how a Zionist rabbi in Texas lost an argument with a Nazi which is a great accomplishment. I don't understand how anybody can do that. But he did that, and I'll explain why. You go to page 100, and Frank Luntz explains why college kids that, that try to defend Israel always lose the argument. Here's what he says. While Jews make up a bigger percentage of campus population, says those that oppose Israel are better informed, more knowledgeable, and more importantly, better able to communicate their beliefs. Worse yet, the pro-Israel tone is often loud and emotional, while their opponents are calm and rational. This is why Zionists always lose arguments, unless you consider calling somebody an anti-Semite or invoking the Holocaust, winning an argument. Zionism is a complete... Uh, emotional, irrational thing, and that's because it's it's based on the idea, the, the virtual reality, the fantasy, that the Jewish people are some kind of nationality. We have another call, uh, Boris, in New Jersey. You're on the air, Boris. I understand uh, the concept of what you try to promote, and uh, that it's purely a religious entity, uh, but with all this given situation, how it is today, the existence of uh, such country as Israel, doesn't matter how it uh, was born, right? The existence, uh, existence of Israel, is it, uh, from your point of view, to the benefit uh, of Jewish people, or does it hurt Jewish people, or is it irrelevant to Jewish people? Okay, uh, the answer to your question is, well, well, let's take what the Tel Aviv University says. And Tel Aviv University has the greatest um, 
tracking record of all anti-Semitism all over the world. And Tel Aviv University, all their studies say that whenever Israel gets into some fight with some international, some other nation and Gaza war or something, anti-Semitism all over the world rises. Every single country in the world, Kimat, almost, Jews are attacked and killed sometimes because Jews are blamed for what the state of Israel does. We just have, we have the neo-Nazis now that are claiming that the Jews are racist because Jews in America claim that Israel is their country. But Israel claiming to be a Jewish state, that's the fantasy. The problem is Israel calls itself the Jewish state or the nation state of the Jewish people. That's just not true. China exists, but China doesn't claim to be the nation state of the Jewish people. If Israel would stop calling itself the Jewish state, fine. I would still be problematic. But, but these problems would be solved. Israel needs to stop calling itself the Jewish state if it cares at all about Jews. But it doesn't, because that's their ideology. Their ideology is that Zionism cares about Israel. And Jews' lives are forfeit for the sake of Israel. Now, regarding the, the Chayk Yerushalayim, the, the law, the, the idea that Yerushalayim is the uh, capital of the Jewish people, I just want to, to re- uh, bring up that I have in front of me the letters of Rev. Lezer Shach. And when Israel, in 1979, decided that Jerusalem is the capital, Rav Shach writes that it's also to say such a thing because his goris pu'umois ha'olam. It's antagonistic and provocative to the rest of the nations, and it is absolutely prohibited for Jewish people to say such thing according to the Torah if you care about Jewish lives. Zionists don't. And so they say that. Next week, next week, we will be back.